Hello, everyone. My name is Brace Harris. And my name is Victoria Fenton. And we are. Ooh, I wow, cut you off. And we are cutting <laughs> off. <laughs> he, he doesn't even care enough to let me finish my name. How hurtful. Well, well, and here's the thing. Uh-huh. Uh, you're just gonna. Every, you're, you're gonna be like one of those one name people. <laughs> it's like they're gonna say Victoria, and everybody's gonna know exactly. <laughs> Who that, it is. This, by the way, guys, is how Brace gets out of everything. Just charm and compliment and then <laughs> slide in a little, oh my good, you, goodness, you're amazing. It's like, yeah, you, I'll let you off now for cutting me off in the middle of my name. No, please. Miss Victoria Fenton. <laughs> let it sink in, everybody. Let it sink in. It's uh, good. It's welcome good. to the Unveiled podcast, everyone. Welcome, guys. <laughs> welcome back. Um, when was the last one? What last time we did a podcast? We well, the last time we did it was well, I think it was over a week ago, and we talked all mm-hmm. about oh gosh, um, was come it on, masculine. No, we've done masculine, feminine, and then we did one on communication. Uh huh. I think we've got. I can't even remember. <laughs> this is not good. I think it was masculine, feminine. That's might have been the last one we recorded. It won't have been the last one we released. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. The last one we released was uh, nonviolent communication. Yes, that was was released today. But I yeah. think by the time this one comes out, there might be others. Brilliant. Yeah. Thanks for sticking with us through <laughs> all through, through that little banter, uh, out loud thought processes. Yes. Well, oh guys. rubbish! That's me not turning. Oh my goodness, guys! This is a failure of a start of a podcast. That should have been on Do Not Disturb. Two seconds. And the other thing that you may hear, again, so the last time we recorded, mm-hmm. we had little mini Riri with us. Yes, we did. Who was a beautiful addition to the Unveiled vibe. <laughs> with her singing voice. <laughs> <laughs> and today, if anyone's been following me on Instagram, you'll have known that I've been puppy sitting for a week over Thanksgiving for my Airbnb hosts. And so we have Aidy May with us today, who, if you hear panting... <laughs> It's just her in the background. It's not either Brace or I. So she's actually, I think we've exhausted her and she may sleep. But uh, if anyone shows up, she will bark as per. I love it. So today's podcast. Today's podcast. Please. Today we are talking about why it's always an inside out game. Mm -hmm. In essence, how the inner world affects your physiology and symptoms and health. Exactly. Which kind of goes back and forth your body can affect your inner world as well but today we're going to focus on that inner world affecting the body and this is something uh that we are incorporating into the unveil premiere um part of of our business Mm. in fact actually this i think will yes we do the kind of uh, medical side of the unveil premiere sorry guys we've chosen a word that we will pronounce differently just because we are British and American. Uh, but um, so we'll influence that. But also, I think this is a lot of the world that I have observed professionally for the last, I don't know, decades, yeah. seven to 10 years. Yeah. And this sense of um, where to put the emphasis in an outer physiology, inner work, so soul, line, emotional, mental, is kind of literally how I see the world and what I've done my entire life from the moment I got ill, but also through all of my professional career. Right. So this will come up a lot within the Unveil content that we produce, but also courses, mm-hmm. um, you know, handouts that we do on our social media. This is very much... I was thinking about niches this weekend, and I was really intent that Unveil really doesn't have a niche. We are very much a holistic one-stop shop for everything that is to do with health and personal development. Mm-hmm. Um, and from a true insider's perspective, really understanding what is relevant in the health world, 
for general well-being. Right. They must work together. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's essential. Yeah. And for me, it's very much a case of I've spent probably my entire life trying to work out which was more important Mm. to get to the place where I was like, oh, okay, it's all important. It's just what gets emphasis at what particular time. Right. Which is why we can do something like Unveil Premier because we can, I know absolutely categorically when to bring in the thing that somebody could be obsessed with, like our genetic testing that we're going to offer within Unveil Premier. It's like, it can become the main focus of absolutely everything. I've got a client on Friday actually who sent me like loads of genetic tests and oh, I'm wow. like, well, this is totally irrelevant. This is, I'm, we're not going to get to this. This is a child. So it's like, <laughs> we're not going to get to all the SNPs that they've got. So single nucleotide polymorphisms, SNPs, um, within the genetic code. And this is where Brace like goes into that facial expression of, oh my god, I'm fascinated. Right. And then and then I don't say anything, and then everybody everybody listening is like, just Brace fall asleep. It's no. like, no, because I am completely enthralled. It's really the way it goes. Like I've said before, I'm uh, I love the science part of it. Mm. So I'm also learning uh, a lot of this side. Mm. Of, of what we're doing with you guys as well. So, you know, definitely email me if you have specific questions that you want me to ask Victoria mm. and she can expand um, the email address. It's podcast at unveilenterprises.com. Podcast at unveilenterprises.com. So, yeah, definitely let me know if there's something specific uh, that you want me to kind of dig into with her and I will ask all the fun questions mm. because she is an amazing resource for all that. Well... I wanted to ask you, like, the importance of that inside out Mm. inner world, understanding the inner world Mm. to determine what is going on with the body. Yeah. Like, please. Well, and I think a lot of people have asked me, and I've asked myself this question in the last uh, year, you know, why have I left functional medicine? Mm -hmm. Um, Particularly... Mm -hmm. It's going to sound quite egotistical, but I was, I'm really good at it. I'm good at helping people health-wise. Oh, I would hate that you would do something professionally that you're really good at. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> well, yeah. How dare you be good at your actual job? <laughs> but yeah. There's I, enough of us that fake it way too well. So to know that somebody actually uh, can, can uh, right. back up. Everything is is amazing. And, and well, no, and and functional medicine world is is an interesting one because you can get into it for various from various directions, and the way most people get into functional medicine is they have their own illness that they have to fix themselves. Which, as people will know if they've listened to, I think episode two where we talked about my mm-hmm, history, mm-hmm. that's definitely the way I accessed it. But at the time I accessed it, there wasn't a functional medicine course that you could attend. There is now. The Institute for Functional Medicine will certify people. Um, so I basically had to bolt in all of these various disciplines from nutrition to diet specialisms to gastrointestinal health to genetics Mm. to hormones to everything and kind of made my own education basically just through doing self-study as much as I could um and I think actually I'm so blessed that that was the way I did it because I didn't get given a this is how you do functional medicine roadmap which meant that always my thinking about functional medicine was very organically rooted in what functional medicine is which Mm -hmm. for anyone who doesn't know it's systems biology so it's thinking of the human organism as a set of interconnected systems all of which influence the other and so when you're looking at illness from a functional medicine lens we're not actually looking at the symptom necessarily the end result symptom which is very conventional medicine there's a symptom what pill will resolve that symptom right we're asking why all the time so you become like an irritating three-year-old it's like but why but why but why no but that's that's good i mean what what, what is it is like uh, behind every behavior 
there is a feeling and then behind every feeling there's a need and instead of um, trying to remedy the behavior yeah. let's, let's see what need is not being met right and that's what you do and that's a relatively new thought process within coaching like it's Gabo Mate who's got a lot of kind of stuff about addiction which is all mm. like addiction is an unmet unresolved need so don't focus on the behavior focus on what's underneath it right Within functional medicine, you're beating up against a long, long history of the conventional medical approach, which is built on <laughs> finances, insurance models, all that kind of stuff. Right. How quickly can we get this person out of the office? Exactly. Whereas within functional medicine, we're genuinely doing the same thing that you've just mentioned from a physiological perspective. So it's like, if this symptom is occurring, which system is that within? How is that system being affected by what's underneath it? And how far back up the chain can you go? Like how high in the yes. river can you go to stop that bit happening so you change the flow of the river all the way down? That's the thought process behind functional medicine. And at its heart, it's a really good way of thinking about medical stuff, you know, health, phys physiological health stuff. The biggest problem with it is that particularly now, and particularly because it's been quite unregulated, you get people who are saying, oh, the root cause is, for example, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. And they're not then questioning, but why the small intestinal bacterial overgrowth? They're stopping with the diagnosis rather than keeping going back up the chain. Got it. And it's become a bit of a lazy way to do functional medicine because as soon as you've got a label, you've got a treatment protocol. And this is why I was very lucky that I didn't have the roadmap because I had to just know all the, the supplements and how they interacted with medications. And I've done a lot with mental health, so I have to know psychopharmacology and all that complex stuff behind it. But I haven't got like, oh, here's my stock standard treatment protocol for as soon as I hit that diagnosis, because I'm still asking why. I'm still going, hang on a second, why is that the case? And so there's a lot of nutritionists out there who are very good. There's a lot of functional medicine and nutritionists out there who are terrible at what they do because they're just constantly giving you the same protocol mm -hmm. and not saying, well, if this isn't working or if this is a condition which they've named recalcitrant, i.e. it comes back again and again, uh -huh. just keep treating it, keep treating it because it worked last time. It's like, well, it didn't work because it didn't really go away. Go away, did it? right. Yeah. So it sounds to me that this type of approach gets to be catered to the individual as opposed to this is the problem, quote unquote, that we're seeing, yeah. this is the remedy, and yes. it's gonna be the remedy every single time. Yes. It's like you get to adjust. Yes, and at its heart, functional medicine should be personalized medicine. I love it. It really isn't now. It isn't, it, there were four Ps at the origin, origins of um, functional medicine. Preventative, i.e. it should offset diseases happening. Personalized is another one. And a few other Ps that I never remember. Because like I say, I didn't <laughs> learn it from the rule book. Right. So, but you know, this personalization tends to disappear um, when you get these training courses where there's just this X happens, you do Y. Mm -hmm. X happens, you mm -hmm. do Y. And, and bodies are complicated. Yes. Let me wind back. Mm -hmm. Bodies aren't complicated. Okay. They are complex systems. There we go. And there's a huge difference between complicated and complex. A complex system, by its very nature, can't have a root cause for anything because it's a complex system. Everything is interdependent, Into, yeah. which means that there's no root cause. So all of this functional medicine, let's find the root cause. It's like, no, no, there will be root causes. Mm. And even then, it's actually not one thing. Mm -hmm. So when you break this down for people it's really obvious it's like if 
everything was the same within everyone's physiology, we'd all, let's take something topical, we'd all be exposed to a virus and all have exactly the same symptoms and problems as a result. The very fact that everyone's reaction to the virus that is in the news at the moment yes. is completely different. Mm -hmm. It's based on individual physiology. So healthcare is not just about the external factors, it's about the internal ones too. Mm. And as soon as you start thinking in that way, you're already on like, well, hang on a second, the inner world's way more important. And when it comes to viruses and bacteria and stuff like that, we get into germ theory, as in the external thing is the threat, versus terrain theory, as in it's the combination of how that external thing hits your internal milieu, if you like, the world within. And that's where you get where you get into really interesting healthcare, but it's complicated. Like if I'm losing mm -hmm. you guys, listeners, <laughs> this is why. It's like thinking about health <clears throat> from a truly holistic perspective is phenomenally difficult to do. Yes, and and for me, it very much parallels coaching in general. Yeah. It's like, because when you go to a coach, your individual life is unique to you. Yes. And everything that you and your coach do together must be specific to your needs mm -hmm. as opposed to one size fits all mm -hmm. for everybody because that that just doesn't work mm -hmm. so it, it's lovely that both of these are coming together yeah in under the unveil umbrella yes and and I love that because as we go forward with Unveil and all the things we're planning to build, it is difficult to teach people stuff without giving them the formula. But our mission is to allow people to know enough to know how to use all of the tools in their toolkit, not just to know that there's tools in their toolkit. Right. It's like we're not going to teach you how to memorize facts. We're going to teach you how to take and data and then apply it accordingly to the system. So more critical critical thinking and analyzing of yourself as opposed to this is what's happening and therefore this is the exact answer because right. you're you're not a computer. Right. And there's you know there's certain tools and techniques and I was actually listening to one of our podcasts over the weekend and I mentioned that we'd done some work and I said we did the empty chair process and it's like why you chose the empty chair process as my coach in that moment, mm -hmm. wasn't based on, oh, X is happening, let's leverage Y solution. It was X is happening, let me feel into this, let me leverage my instinctive ability to know which tool will help. And that is a little bit true for functional medicine as well. It's not somebody presents me, and, and this is, hmm. So this is why I was always very good at functional medicine because I didn't need the safety blanket of knowing, having to know the answer. There we go. That I was, I, yes, beautiful. I was like thinking that the whole time and you said it, brilliant. <laughs> well, and it's true, it's like, I, well, when you first start doing functional medicine or nutrition, you feel unable to help anybody at all. Same with coaching, I think, really. You kind of get, you leave, <laughs> you leave your coaching like training and you're just like, how the do I do any, any of, of this? this? Yeah. But eventually I realized that the safety wasn't in having the answers. It was knowing that I didn't need to know the answers because then you actually don't walk into it with like tension and expectation. I have, yeah. I have my toolkit and this is what I will yeah. use. And so very much when somebody presents me with a load of stuff, I'm not thinking, I'm not pattern matching. I'm not going, oh, I remember last time somebody came to me with this very similar thing. Then I did this and this happened and it was all fine. Mm. I'm, I was always going, what's this person saying? What's this person not saying? What's this person 
you know, saying without saying it, what, what is underneath all of this? Which brings us back to the point that I was going to make earlier before we started talking about functional medicine, which is why I left functional medicine is that I probably was never fully doing functional medicine in the first place. Yeah, it didn't, didn't ever, uh, it as much as we spoke, I was like, yeah, you were doing way more than just that. Well, I was coaching throughout, which yeah. is why when I now say how much coaching experience I have, I include all the times when I was doing functional medicine because it is very much a case that... When you're taking, particularly in a functional medicine intake, we spend an hour and a half to two hours with somebody. And the way I would do it is I would write their entire history down as they, as they told it to me. And a huge part of the way I helped people was giving them their story back in black and white on a piece of paper. But also I used to have a section in my reports which often ran to multiple pages of my view of your case, my view of why this is happening for you. And I would almost retell their narrative from a physiological basis of all of the inputs and the impacts from childhood trauma to virus to mm. antibiotic therapies to random drug to adult trauma to and then say this is the picture of why your body is at the situation it's at and i realized over time when many people many professionals said oh my god victoria you can't spend this much time on your reports i just kept saying but this is the medicine this taking somebody's story and actually allowing them to understand the legacy of their life events within the lens of physiology and through the lens of physiology is the medicine. And as I started to realize that, I started to finally accept that I was a coach through right. and through and not a functional medicine practitioner. And I'm very lucky because I've got all the physical explanations that I can give people. But I was definitely, <laughs> I remember saying so many times, we'd get to the end of like, 90 minutes in a session and, and I, I'd say to them I know I haven't told you what I'm going to do and what supplements I'm going to give you and what nutrition I'm going to recommend because like I'll put that in the report that doesn't really matter this has been really important mm -hmm. so that's kind of the way I ended up doing most of my functional medicine inside out inside out always has always been the number one mm. I love it mm. brilliant so and when we get to like this inside out stuff I've just mentioned all of the things that can influence the physiology, and I imagine people are going, but my childhood trauma didn't affect my physical body. It's like, or, okay. How do you know? <laughs> and this, this is why I'm so lucky to have a connective tissue disorder that wouldn't be fixed any other way than me getting right down to where the root of it was, mm. which is the nervous system. And as soon as I say the nervous system, to anybody listening to this who's a coach, you already know what I'm talking about, because you, you've been taught about the nervous system, Tell me. Well, do tell do Victoria. Tell. I'm just going to say Victoria. <laughs> do tell Victoria. So, my nervous system. Mm -hmm. That doesn't make sense to me because I'm not a coach, nor have I been in this world at all. So, explain to myself mm -hmm. and all of our listeners what you mean by how the nervous system affects. Everything. Everything. So the nervous system is the master regulator of everything within your physiology, but also your perspective. So the nervous system is has the master control organism of the brain, but has a ton of nerves throughout your entire body. And mm -hmm. essentially, it's taking in information from your internal world and information from the external world, dropping it into your processing system, the brain, mm -hmm. and then telling your body how to respond as a result of what it's receiving from that information exactly. the highway. So, listeners, it's not your brain sending messages down into your body. It's literally your body sending a ton of information up into your brain. Then your brain is processing and then 
coming up with an answer and then sending that back out. 100%. So the information must come in first. Uh, I think that's a powerful distinction to make. Yes. Yeah, and information from your everywhere in your physiology yeah. and also what you can see, smell, feel in the world around you. Exactly. And it's a, it's a sensory processing mechanism. And within that, when you come into the coaching reality, the major like leverage that you have within that system because bear in mind everything about the way you behave think how you be how you act in response to life is going to be put through that system so the coaching world takes the brain itself and says okay how have you learned to compute those messages can we reprogram that computational mechanism beautiful because the reality is that that brain it is you're a little bit of a blank slate and a little bit of like stuff that's kind of inbuilt in there right from being a, a mammal that needs to protect itself exactly but everything that that forms the the software how your brain is going to process the information mm-hmm. is based on your life experiences so yeah so i'll i'll, I'll kind of uh take back my uh statement earlier that we are not we're not necessarily computers we are literally well the most advanced thing that we know of um so so, but there are some um characteristics that are very computer-esque about us yeah and and we are computers but we're all unique computers is probably the best way to explain it because yeah our coding is specific to us yes exactly that and and the thing that we get to do as coaches if we're just coaches is we get to understand the computational mechanisms within that brain mm-hmm. and we get to re-engineer the software is essentially how we deal with it brilliant i think when you step into somatic world as we are because we are mm-hmm. somatically aware trained i mean you can get into language like all of that kind of stuff but when you recognize trauma impacting the body not just the brain you understand that there is physiologically a held reservoir of memory and patterns which also will play into that computational mechanism so coaches like ourselves and anyone who's trained who's been trained with the somatic awareness can be a bit more broader than just software engineers we're software engineers but we're also going to change the level of inputs so if you're dealing with somatics you're dealing with the body and if there's a tension map somewhere in the body that's a feedback up to the brain Mm -hmm. releasing that tension map will actually shift the way the whole organism can work because you're actually releasing some of those messages that are being sent to the brain 24-7. Love it. So, Love it. Uh, But when you're getting to, into health, mm-hmm. everything about every other system is affected by the nervous system. So primarily your digestive system, like you can't, everything about the way food moves through your digestive tract is run by the nervous system mm-hmm. it, it literally has to be it's why when you're talking about parasympathetic and sympathetic which are different branches of the nervous system the code for sympathetic is fight flight freeze fawn the code for the parasympathetic is rest and digest literally it's code it's in the way we teach it and talk about it mm. so you have to be in parasympathetic mode i.e relaxed relatively relaxed resting to digest anything. And then we wonder why small intestinal bacterial overgrowth happens, which takes us back to my example from before. Mm-hmm. It's like small intestinal bacterial overgrowth isn't, <laughs> clues in the name, it's an overgrowth of bacteria in your small intestine where it shouldn't necessarily be. Causes bloating, digestive problems, constipation, diarrhea, all that kind of stuff. But if everything about the small intestine is run by you being in parasympathetic rest and digest mode, you're back at stress being the major cause for digestive issues, not antibiotic therapies, yeah. toxins. And then we get to look at, okay, why are we stressed? Uh-huh. And you're back at the inner world. And 
I, I mean, that's just one example. Everything is run by the nervous system. So hormones are run by the nervous system. So female hormones in particular are super flipping complex. And if you actually study them as a hormonal exercise, you end up tying yourself in knot with which supplement you should put in at which process of like the metabolism and all that kind of stuff, all of which I can do and have done. But take a step back and recognize that sensuality for a woman will like your sense of your inner sensuality and sexuality Mm -hmm. will literally change how your hormones behave you're actually recommending you know womb therapy and you know sexual liberation courses Mm -hmm. not inositol and dim and anyone who's in the functional medicine world will know what they are just literally supplements that you give to people to help them metabolize hormones better got it and it's like the more i started to actually give people lifestyle recommendations the better they got yeah, I was gonna, well, again, I was gonna say, isn't, wouldn't it be so much better not just to get a pill, but a pill and then a way to make your heart feel softer and lighter and better and your experiences of life more joyous other than just, you know, taking a supplement every day. Mm-hmm. It's like you get the best of both worlds and both have extreme extreme value Mm. and when you're taking care of one the other benefits but if you're taking care of both at the same time every single system with within your system Mm. becomes more relaxed becomes more aligned Mm -hmm. Mm. and you're much more a truer version of yourself as opposed to something that you're kind kind of having to force it's or like, prop up with stuff. Yeah, literally prop up. Mm. It's like, geez, like how many wooden, yeah. extra wooden legs do I need, do I need to, to keep myself from falling over? Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. And, it's, and it, there's two elements to that because I've always been so aware of the psychological impact of things that we do. And particularly, just given my experience with a lot of extensive gastrointestinal protocols and all those kinds of things, because I, I used to do this. I used to give people a protocol right. and all the lifestyle stuff as well and be mm-hmm. like, have this because it'll help, but this is the real work that you need to do. But the, there's a negative, well, there's a diminishing set of returns because if you're waking up every morning or having to set a reminder on your phone to take a supplement between meals and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. psychologically it's reinforcing that you're not well all the time because you have yeah, to do xyz it's like you kind of start to label yourself yes so and i really used to uh, people used to come to like the third appointment with me where we've done a treatment protocol and i kind of pull them off some and they'd be expecting the next protocol and i'm like no nothing now because i don't want you to think that I don't want you even anywhere in your energy field to feel like a dependency on this pill that you're going to go and take, mm. whether it's a supplement or a medication. You know, there's. It's a means to an end. Right, but caveat yes. and back all the way up. If you're on medication, don't stop it without consulting with somebody. Yes, and some, yes, yeah. some situations you absolutely need to take medication for. Of blah, course. Blah, 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 blah. And, yes. you know, um, but the, and that identification, I knew from my own experience. And from one of my super early clients, and I remember her to this day, she'd been told she had autoimmune thyroid condition, an autoimmune thyroid condition. It had completely swung her life. She'd been so concerned with reading all the books and all the stuff and everything, absolutely everything. Mm. And she came to me and she said, I really need to outsource this to someone. I need to trust someone else. And I looked at her blood results. And sure, technically on one of the antibodies to her thyroid, she was in the red. But marginally, and in the marginal range where even functional medicine practitioners don't freak out about it. And I literally just looked at her and said, but you don't have 
autoimmune an autoimmune thyroid condition and it was like she still months even years later was super grateful because I'd removed a label that had been placed on her and it actually liberated her up to see things totally differently and it's another reason why I've distanced myself from functional medicine because if I tell you you've got SIBO right now SIBO is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth I'm just going to keep using it as my <laughs> example you'll go onto Google because everyone bloody does you go onto Google and you start researching researching on Google <laughs> good luck but you turn to Dr. Google and then you become so identified with this complex that you can read somebody's blog and they say, oh my God, it's never going to go away. And it just becomes enormous when literally I could have given you some oregano oil and you'd probably have been fine as long as you managed your stress. Mm -hmm. So would you say it's more beneficial to just take in the data as just what it is, Mm. data, and then not add anything else to it? Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, you may read something and it sounds catastrophic for your world. (laughs) Yes. And it may feel like that, but that's because you're attaching a story to it. Right. It's like, this is the dun dun dun, this is it, you know, or, or, you know, I'm never going to be the same again, or Mm -hmm. my lifestyle is going to have to change. It's like, okay, breathe Mm. and really look at how that emotional connection to that may be also affecting everything else that is really that is going point. on really great point like a really important point for anybody who's who's got a condition that they're dealing with at this moment in time you know we don't ever get it's the human condition to label things yes there's a huge power in labeling things actually it makes us feel in control uh-huh. it empowers us to understand how to deal with it but also how to talk about it and we are a conversing species so you can't just go around saying I have this constellation of symptoms and then list them when you could just use a a label and then the other person would understand it way easier. But you're right, it's the emotional attachment that you have to it. Whether that's specifically to the the condition or whether it's to having a condition in general. Yeah, and I'm also not trying to dismiss your feelings uh, about whatever you may be working with and through Mm. either. that's something that you get to explore about mm-hmm. how you feel about mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. or <clears throat> why you felt the way you felt about it initially because mm-hmm. that is all going to be determined by your unique life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and what that means for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have a, a, a work colleague and a friend who had uh, a genetic disorder that affected his family tremendously and for years he allowed that to really stifle the enjoyment he was taking from life because there was always this worry that something could go wrong and got into personal growth and Mm -hmm. and coaching and and it changed his whole view about how he was it didn't change the genetic Mm disorder but it changed his view about how he approached it and it made his life so much more fulfilling Mm. and so much more happy and love Mm. for himself more than anything Mm. um but his story is is a great example of you know working that inner world and it may not have well i think it affected uh the way the disorder was affecting his body. Mm -hmm. It didn't 
make it vanish or go away because mm-hmm. he is with the body that he was born with. Mm-hmm. And there are certain things that come with that. Mm-hmm. But his ability to adapt to the circumstances that he had mm-hmm. emotionally and energetically and the way he was able to open up to the rest of what life had to offer instead of having almost this like dam Mm. built in the river of his life Mm -hmm. that was like throwing off the flow. Mm. He was able to remove that dam and let the water flow Mm. as it was meant to. Mm. And it was just brilliant for him. Mm. And that's a beautiful example because I always... I do have a slight hesitation when I talk on this subject because the two things that come, well, three things that come to mind is, you know, somebody who's just been diagnosed with cancer could be listening to this and and then suddenly worrying, oh my God, did I cause it myself and all that kind of stuff? And we're not being that reductionist. That's not what we're saying. Um, The other one that I always think of is is kids with illnesses because it's like, did they cause it themselves? And again, not what we're saying. And I do have... um, personal theories and feelings about those two situations definitely um it's probably a bit too much for the context of this podcast but if we end up there i'm more than happy to share because i do have i've had to think about why these things would happen in our worlds ah. and the other the one i think about is is alzheimer's is is what neurodegeneration or any kind i do like because I, I i know how hard it is to accept illness yeah especially when we're saying it's an inside out job as well as an outside in, and it's a multifactorial thing. Um, but I love that you used a genetic example because for anybody who doesn't know, and just if, if you've heard this story before, I apologize, but people will be new to this podcast, but I have a genetic connective tissue disorder. And I'm still working out how to relate to it. I really am. Mm. Like I've tried to, I mean, at first it was massive celebration because it eclipsed the diagnoses that I'd been given for a decade. So yay. And then you fall into it and then you fall into thinking of all the limitations that it gives me. Um, And then you think of, well, I'm just going to overthrow it then. And then you start being negligent and you do lots of high intensity interval training. And then you realize that you can't do that because your body's not going to cope with it and all of these things. And for me, the genetics is an interesting thing to bring up because we mentioned it before, and we will do genetic testing in our Unveil Premier packages. Um, we won't get into genetic disorders because the genetics that we use is slightly different. Um, but genetics is not the whole story. Right. It is, I mean, there's so many ways to talk about this, but they, they say genetics load the gun, lifestyle pulls the trigger. So very much... I love your example of your your friend and, and colleague. There's this kind of, how are you living within having a genetic problem? Yes. Because epigenetically, as in everything else that isn't genetic. So epigenetics is a complicated way of saying lifestyle, nutrition, lifestyle, toxins, all of those external factors which can influence literally your genetic expression, what's turned on and what's turned off, what's, what's preferentialized and what's not. And there are certain things like eye color and height and all that kind of stuff which is very set but the majority of our dna is all about how how is it being expressed at any given moment in time mm-hmm. and that's honestly how a lot of illnesses can develop um and that means that for me within my genetic connective tissue disorder i try and distance myself from it as much as possible 
Um, there are certain things like we took this dog that you can probably see um, for a walk earlier and she was pulling quite a lot and I'm very conscious that if she was doing that for me I would maybe dislocate a shoulder like quite legitimately um, but do I think of it in terms of always being a problem no because there's a beauty in having a connective tissue issue and the disorder is the problem it's the word disorder so mm. if you've got a connective tissue complication within your physiology it's literally what makes me good at my job it's what makes me able to feel the world around me it's what makes me an empath it is everything about why i'm brilliant at this world and i love that you said complication because that just brings me back to the we are complex and, I love it. And truthfully, the biggest part of a connective tissue disorder, and this will be helpful for anyone with a connective tissue disorder, and you, you can't get out of using that word, but um, is the nervous system, which is why I know so much about the nervous system, because I was trying to fix it from a digestive perspective or mm. a connective tissue perspective, like a rheumatology perspective, mm -hmm. or a, an immune perspective. Particularly for me, I had a lot of immune-led problems, and I realized that everything that you do to try and regulate the immune system has a control element to it you have to literally control your environment control the food you eat control the toxins you're exposed to and all that it's like a it's a tension map you're actually building in control and fear and oh my god if i don't keep it this way it's actually going to make it worse and actually that's a very sympathetic driven fight flight anxiety led solution for a stress, hypervigilant, anxiety-led problem. And you can't fix the problem with the same ingredient that created it. You're just making it worse. So this was my major breakthrough in my own work, personally, mm -hmm. long before I became a professional, which was the only thing I couldn't control. And this brings us back to why is the inner world way more important? And it's like, because it's the only thing you have instant access to with your thoughts, your emotions, and your somatic awareness. And the nervous system is more like the way I'm envisioning it is like you have an old junk car and if you're only doing digestive, only doing the the endocrine yes. system, um, you're basically just fixing the outside of the car. But if you're not fixing the engine, yes. which is your nervous system, yeah. then you still got a car that's going to and backfire and, and do all the things. It looks great on the outside yeah. and there's a lot of good things. You could you may be able to sell it like that, but there's more to it. Yes. Yeah. And, and that ability to access your inner world and therefore change things, not control, but change mm. is the core of how I put the inner world before the outer world. And that's relevant to speak about when it becomes like, why are we leveraging? Because like people will know, and we spoke about this before, that I was adamant to distancing myself from all the functional medicine stuff. Right. And then woke up or was walking around my duck pond, which we've, we've told people about, and was like, oh, this stuff. But everything we're using within Unveil Premier is additive to the inner process. Mm -hmm. It's not going to change the fact that we put the inner process first. first. And so knowing your genetics is relevant, help us tweak a few things about your lifestyle to help improve the way your nervous system is functioning. Yeah. Everything about your epigenetics is geek factor, to be honest, it's just interesting, because we measure DNA age, so how old are you actually? And it tells us how is your behavior now affecting your um, the, the vitality of your DNA, essentially. Yeah. literally gives you leverage. It's like, hey, something needs to change. Right, well, and then we can measure it. And the thing about epigenetics is, unlike mm. genetics, it's repeatable. So we can measure it again after six months or 12 Ooh. months, and we can say, are you still aging? Yeah. So have we reversed aging? It's the way to reverse aging. 
Um, the kind of biomarkers, again, just tell us how well you're functioning and whether there's anything we can do to improve, but also tell us, I, I see symbolism in all of these symptoms. So if your hormones are off, like I said before, where's your relationship to sexuality and sensuality? Where's your relationship to intimacy? Where's your relationship to motherhood and being a mother as, as a woman? Um, and all of those give me information, additive information, and the, the health tech devices that we're using actually allow us to measure the nervous system. So the aura ring, probably just about see the aura sizing kit box, if you're watching the YouTube version. Um, you know, these aura rings can allow us to understand how well you're sleeping, i.e. how well your body is able to step into relaxation mode properly and how well um, regenerative that process is. And it can tell us literally your heart rate variability, which is how well is your nervous system able to adapt to the world around you. Mm-hmm which is informing us every single moment of every single day. This is real time, real time, it's like being able to literally gauge real time transformation. Right. And I'm so excited about the new Gen 3 Aura Ring because we're gonna get daytime information, which we didn't have in Gen 2, which was the last time I was really doing this with clients. And this whole element of, we're telling you to meditate. How's that working for your nervous system? Like what actually happens in your data during that hour of meditation and in the hour following it? And it just is so exciting for me as a science geek, but I also love that it's, we're using it finally in my life. I'm using it to, in, in truly the right place to measure and objectively understand the impact of real personal change. Um, and yeah, sure, like if you drink alcohol before you go to sleep, your heart rate variability will drop, you know, a certain amount, but that's going to be personal to each individual and it's, you can play with the timing of it and all those kinds of things. But yes, there are certain external factors which are strictly going to do X every single time, Mm. but so much of the world is not like that. So much of the world is, oh, here, have this laundry list of recommendations. We've no idea which one's going to work for you, but try them all. It's like, it's a waste of time. We get to really nuance what is impactful. Mm. Let's get specific. Let's get specific about you. Mm. Mm. Let's get specific. And that's, I think, for me, finally stepping into having the Unveil coaching which we do still do. Like people don't have to come to us for the health tech add-ons because yeah, not at all. Yeah, spoiler we, alert, we can do it all. Spoiler alert! Like it's going to be happening if we measure it or if we don't measure it. Right. <laughs> like your change and transformation will be happening whether I've got an aura ring to tell me that it's happening or not. Um, but all of those health tech add-ons allow us to be super. Uh, laser focused at what is the right tool at any given moment and sometimes people need the physiological support through a supplement to even get through the door of actually helping with the inner world Mm. but I love that we're doing this because I get to be all of me but also I get to educate so a big part that people will have seen this weekend start to happen and that will be launched next year is our Unveil Academy yep where there will be courses for helping people to understand, particularly I really do want to build a a functional medicine training course, not in functional medicine, people can get that elsewhere, but how to holistically use a knowledge of the inner world and stress and trauma and somatic legacy from all of that within your functional medicine practice. That will be part of what we build eventually. so, you know, func- doing functional medicine differently. But also we will build a performance medicine course so we can train coaches who want to incorporate this in their business. Like, we're not proprietary about the shit we do. Yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> it's like, let's help everybody. Right, right. And the thing is, we will resonate with some people and not with others. But if we, if everyone has tools, then people just find their right people, which is all the fun. 
It's good. It's good. We're gonna we have the opportunity to optimize the heck out of this, or we can go in more traditional means. It's like, it, it it's lovely because it's like a a one man band, or we can just grab our instruments individually and play a beautiful tune for you. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I I really love that I get you in this world because mm. we all get a bit old in the world that we live in and like <laughs> I've been around performance medicine for long enough to be jaded a little bit by some of the things because same in performance medicine the biohacking community has a lot to answer for in terms of like giving everyone a bad reputation you know randomly jacking themselves up on any number of peptides you know who you are um, and it's you don't need they've gone again in the oh goodness if I just have a B12 drip every five minutes then I'll be fine or give me the IV which has a gazillion nutrients in and I'm going to be great and it's like do all of that and, and yes. do everything else and there's there are people who do we've got friends and and colleagues who are have the IVs as their add-ons um, but there are people who just do the physical biohacking and assume they're going to be fine yeah you have to do both. Yes. Or at least in my opinion. Yes. Yeah. It's like, why not do both? Come on. Right. And to be honest, because it's a relatively new industry, the biohacking world is expensive. You yeah. know, the devices that you can use, your infrared saunas, your cold thermogenesis tanks, your, you know, pick anything, your chili pad mattresses, your, you know, water filtration, your air purifiers, they're all hundreds of thousands of dollars when you add them all up. Right. Along with the IVs, which are not cheap to have. Right. But if that's... All that's getting done, we feel that you're missing so much of how to truly live your fullest, most optimized version of your life. Yes, and the thing is with us is that well, inner work is technically free. <laughs> I mean, to come to us as coaches, yes, there's a price point to it, but it's not an, ever, an everlasting price point. It's not an IV you have to keep going back for every week. You know, we mm. coach ourselves out of a job. It's literally in our yes in our website, which is very exciting. <laughs> right. So yeah, that gives us a problem. We need to keep finding clients. <laughs> But we love that because, like, the more clients we bring in our door, the more people we can help. It's like, how beautiful one day. It's like, well, no more clients to be had. Well, that would be Jackpot. amazing. 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 Yeah. And, and this is why, again, we've got the academy because, one, we can train all, all the people with all these extra skills, etc. But it's also going to be an easy access point where, at a lower price point, you can do the inner work. Well, like, and if that day comes, we will be living in a different world. <laughs> right. Right. Feels like a very long way away at this moment in time. Well, yes, it is a very long way away, but we've got to start somewhere. We so. do have to start somewhere. And, and on that note, if anything that we've spoken about today has like piqued your interest and you're like, oh my goodness, this sounds like Victoria and Bryce have the whole holistic health thing nailed, then reach out, send us an email, you know, go to our website send us send in an application form we are currently accepting clients we have a few spots that Mm. we can accommodate people in um but we are only two people so whilst we do everything (laughs) there's only two humans to do those things so our spots are limited and we just love doing this though like we probably if we had endless energy maybe we should take some more ivs and then we get more energy (laughs) (laughs) maybe we should uh, practice yes a little bit more yes um, do we have those back? We ha- we have those ordered, the IVs, right? We have those ordered. I haven't actually got us ordered IVs. 
We've got the peptides. We'll see. We'll, we'll see what we're happens. We're with peptides at this moment. Because I'm also interested in, in that side as well. The like, IVs. it's been so, we've been, yeah, well, because we've been so, you know, focused on the, the coaching, coaching, the world, coaching, yeah. and, and then bringing in the performance medicine is something, you know, within the last few months that we've recently been like, hey, this, this is like, yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, the beauty of being in this world and being a bit old in it is you, I know what works and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. I also know when to use a tool. So if you're having an IV Huge. every week, okay, great. But where, where are you noticing the difference? Um, and having that ability to know, okay, so this is when you might need it. This is when you don't really need it and all of those kinds of stuff. And mm-hmm. like, spoiler alert for IVs, you're getting quite a lot just from it being a saline solution. <laughs> like, just take some electrolytes, guys. <laughs> like, And again, like, you probably won't know about electrolytes. And I'm like, yeah, well, we can electrolyte... Gatorade. Well, yeah, but no. Please don't take Gatorade as an unveil recommendation. Go to, go to Elements. Well, that's about as far as I know, as far as well, uh, if you the, want, the science if of If you want your electrolytes, you're going to Elements. LMNT. LMNT. Yes, you can sponsor us, guys, if you would like to. Yeah. Um, no, Element mm. is the, one of the better uh, electrolytes. Um, Love it. Yeah. So, and developed for people doing keto and all that kind of stuff so mm-hmm. that they don't, like... Pass out, and again, you know, your nutritional landscape will massively impact your ability to do anything and the health of your vehicle. So, a million people are fasting and doing keto and doing crazy shit, which they shouldn't be doing. And like, your fuel is important. It is, and your relationship to your fuel is even more important. And that is the secret world of Victoria, where she will, anyone who wants to coach with me and has food issues or weight issues, I have got you covered. Rock and roll. <laughs> that was extremely informative. Did you like that? I loved it. Good. I've realized I've talked a lot today, guys, but this is like my This is her, her steez, absolutely. Yeah, so. Great. Thank you so much for, for sharing and answering my questions and, and letting me chime in every once in a while. Uh, I, I find it very fascinating and the potential for, I keep using the word optimizing, but I just, even for myself, like yeah. you, you were able to give me a couple of things. Like I've got a, a bum elbow mm. that messed up, and it's been a year, and it's still a, a bum elbow. Like just things that could help that heal a little bit quicker. Mm-hmm. And it's not because I, uh, you know, had a trauma that happened. It's just you know one of those things. So getting both going and being able to heal my elbow means I get to get in the gym, which also gives me a. Um, a boost mm. into my in my inner world a boost as well well and literally so yeah. anyone any man particularly well woman as well well a slightly different woman but any man who goes into a gym to lift heavy stuff you get a testosterone boost so you feel more this is not placebo it's not oh I feel good because I know I've done the right thing and gone to the gym yeah, it's no. like literally you get all the right hormone boosts everything about the body is just messages and signals like what messages are you sending mm-hmm. I love it awesome guys well I hope everyone Really enjoyed this. I enjoyed it immensely. Thank you so much for for giving us uh, a little uh, insider info into your world and and what you know you specifically have had many many years um, educating yourself. Thank good. Thank goodness, because we get to reap the benefits of that. Well, because it's not this structured. This is A, this is a this and is then the, yeah. this is the the B remedy for that um so yeah it's a huge opportunity thank you for anyone listening and it's always my it's always been my goal that if i can 
avoid anyone else having to do the stuff that I had to do, then that's job done. Brilliant. Mm. Awesome. Great work. Mm. All right. But for now, my name is Brace Harris. And I am Victoria Fenton. And we are Unveiled. Unveiled.